All right, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy DJ Cyclops right here on After the Music Stops right here on Hicks Cartel Radio. And today we have a vet in the game. I call him a legend in the game because he's been in the game for so long. Uh, y'all might know him by his Hicks single, Bed. I was in high school when that song came out. But, oh, wow. <laughs> yes, so, ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to introduce to y'all Jay Holiday. What's going on, bro? What's good? What's good, man? Chilling, bro. Hey, with you. Hey, chilling, chilling. You know, every day above ground is a good day. So, yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, for those who don't know who Jay Holiday is, let the people know who Jay Holiday is. Uh, well, I mean, you know, you just introduced me well. Uh, you know, I'm a um, Washington, D.C., DMV native. Uh, you know, um, you know, I'm a singer, you know, obviously singer songwriting. I actually been in a couple movies, so I, could, I guess I can add actor to that as well. Um, you know, plenty of nominations for, for my music. Uh, you know, like you said, they know me for the hits like Bad Suffocate. Um, you know, some some people even know Round Two, my album, um, with songs like It's Yours on it. Uh, you know, uh, Forever and Now. Um, a lot of people didn't get a chance to check out my third album, but you know, that's why I'm man. R&B, R&B at its finest, I guess I should say. Nice, nice, nice. And, you know, in Fleet, they know me as Mr. R&B because that, that's all I really spin is R&B. And your, your songs, not even your hit singles, but song, some of your songs like Likes Down, uh, was it Likes? Uh, uh, Lights Go Up, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that song, I spin that in some of my rotations as still to this day. Because that that song, I don't know, something gets gravitated to that song when first when I first heard it on that second album. I was like, yeah. You know, you know who wrote that song? Who? Lucky Day. Oh. <laughs> but now y'all know. More sense now, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he wasn't Lucky Day at the time that he wrote it, but yeah, Lucky Day wrote that. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, because I don't. I think when that song came out, I was at that stage of, yeah, trying to get the lights to go out. Boom. Like, <laughs> there it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> so, yes. So, let me ask you this. Coming up in, in, in the music game, for you being for so long, how have you seen it evolve over the years since you've been in? Oh man, was I've been in? Uh, I mean, even before I got in, um, it's evolved. It evolved to the point of where I started. Um, since I've been in, um, you know, there's been there's been good times and bad times. You know, music's changed a lot. Um, you know, some some for better, not so good. You know, but uh, it's you know, those it, it are uh, different types of kind of phases and periods. You know what I mean? Um, you know, they're still that are very passionate about it that put their heart and soul down. So the music itself is it's, it's always be different styles, different types of artists. Yeah, music is good. I just feel like um, the way it's, it's pushed to the world has changed more than anything. You know, um, whereas extremely great um, for a lot of different aspects, you know, as far as like the overseas type stuff, you know what I mean? Um, they didn't really get the music as easy as everybody else, you know, uh, like when we were pressing up albums, you know what I'm saying? If we didn't release it, we just couldn't buy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this, this is before Apple Music, all of that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, I think the streaming thing has helped overseas a lot. Now for the states, I'm... uh-oh, uh-oh, we lost him. Hold on, y'all. You there? What happened, bro? I don't know. I, I lost. We lost connection. But we're good now. We're good now. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so so I was saying, um, you know, like overseas. You know what I mean? Um, I just think it made it easier for that. And like I said, in the states, 
I just feel like the fact that we can still touch our people, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and get to our people, you know, um, streaming not, not so much because now it just people are just kind of like lazy when it when it comes to being actually in tune with the artist. They're like, well, I can get the music so easy. I don't really have to know the artist. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it's changed in that way because, you know, man, artists, some artists don't really like to touch the stage and, and, and be for the people. They just want to put their music out there and get and reap the benefits of the money and all that stuff. But, you know, for R&B, it's a little different. You know, we, exactly. we're a different beast, man. We like to touch the people, you know what I mean? We like to, exactly. you know, get into that room with the lights low, but you know what I mean? Yeah. With, the, with, the, with the glowing faces, you know what I mean? So yes. it's just a little yes. different, but you know, the music, like I said, the music gonna be the music, man. You know what I mean? Uh, ain't too much I have bad to say about that. I'm never gonna you know, your style is your style, you know, but when conversations like is R&B still alive? Well, as long as you still got certain artists in the game, of course we still alive. It's just the way that it's being pushed and put out that may seem a little stunned. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. So growing up, when was it when you first said music was what you wanted to do full time? Um, I say probably about like ninth grade, ninth grade, I think is when I got like bit by the bug. Um, I was already kind of like singing and stuff, but um, I hadn't done any shows. I hadn't performed in front of the crowd. Like I was in like chorus and stuff in like school, middle school, you know what I'm saying? But I'm with, with, a, with a big choir, like, it's a bunch of, or if yeah. I had a solo on, in chorus, that was easy to put a bunch of people on stage with me, you know what I'm saying? Um, but in ninth grade, I still remember Miss Anderson, um, mind you, I uh, I went from kind of like living in the burbs. You know, we had some things going on in personal life. You know, my father passed away. So, you know, at some point we ended up in the PJs. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm, go- I'm going from the burbs to I'm my first year in high school. And this entire whole school, it was like we had like maybe three white students. All the teachers was black um, and the rest of the students were black. So Miss Anderson, who was my... Uh, my, my social studies teacher, I'm gonna say. And um, she was like the ninth grade class sponsor. Mm-hmm. And um, they were putting on a Black History Month show, which is funny that it's, uh, <laughs> it's the last day of Black History Month. <laughs> That's crazy. But we were putting on a Black History Month show and um, and uh, they somehow she found out I could sing. You know, I, I think at that time I was using it to get the girl, you know, the cat was out the back. Yeah. It was yeah. like, oh yeah, so I, I, I heard you could sing. She said, so you know you're going to do the Black History Month show, right? I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I, I, don't, I don't do this for that. I do this for the girls, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. for the girls. <laughs> she said, I don't care what you She said, how about this? Either you. I was like, and in my mind, I think she could really do that. I didn't know that really do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a, that's how she came at me. She said, "Either do the show or you fill my class." So I said, "All right, guess I gotta do the show then." You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> so my song was um, right. My song was my funny Valentine, and uh, so it was like that's opera R and B, and I want to maybe rocker. It was four different things, but mine was jazz. I did my funny and um, after I was done, like, I, it wasn't a perfect performance. I was nervous, so I mean, it wasn't a perfect performance, but when I was done, I got a standing ovation. And from that moment is when I knew, and these are all black kids, black parents, I'm like, I think I like this. You know, <laughs> like, I thought, oh man, I think I like this. And from that point on, I knew that music was going to be what I was going to do. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So we could say thank you to Miss Anderson. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that actually I found her at one point on Facebook and um I wrote her like this long, this long message just thanking her. You know, so I was like, if you ain't never pushed me to do that show, I probably wouldn't be here today. And she was just like, I never knew that. I was like, you told me I was gonna fail. 
What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I had no choice, really. And she was a, she was the young teacher. She was like twenty six, so you know she Miss Anderson was fine. So I'm like, I ain't Miss Anderson, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I had those teachers too. You know, yeah. uh, you know, playing the band and whatnot. You know, <laughs> my band teacher, she was training, but she was she was a nice looking. Teach you. There it is. See, you know, she's like, hey, I'm gonna push you to do this. I was like, okay, whatever you want, like whatever you want. So yeah, yeah. she knows though. I, I thanked her, man. She knows, and um, so that was a good moment to be able to find her. It took me a couple years to find her, but I found her now. <clears throat> That's good. That's good. So, okay, let's move forward. Let, let's talk about the first time stepping into the studio. How was that experience? Um. Well, my first studio experience wasn't necessarily a studio experience. Like um, my uh, my sister, she had gotten married to um, to like uh, I think like in his off time, you know, he had a regular job or whatever. Like his yeah. off time, he like he DJed and stuff. So he had like a lot of DJ equipment. And um, I used to go visit them, and he was just like, "Well, you want to do music? You can use this equipment. I'll use it." It was a um, a four track recorder, you know, the one you got to put the tape in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you remember that? Yeah, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not so, that young, but um, I remember. That. <laughs> I know I got to see that Um, so that was kind of my first like recording experience. It was like I said, it wasn't a studio. It was like a, it was like a zero, like recorded mic you know with the uh with the four track player and just trying to figure out how to put the songs together and and how to double my vocals and make eight out of four and all. it was like that kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah my uh, first studio experience was um it was it was it was all right you know what i mean um it it, it gave me the the know-how to um like it was like pro tools was just like getting hot you know what I mean? so um i didn't know how to work pro tools or nothing uh, shouts out to justin Wimpers. that was one of my managers at the time and so he had the studio set up and it was really just learning how to record the songs and, and make records like people don't understand the difference between recordings and making records you know what i'm saying so um that was my making time like learning how to double myself and make it sound the exact same as the one you just did so it's fatter so it's, you know what i mean like it was it was hard at first because just like why can't we sing it all why can't we like they used to do in the 60s this, do one note and then do the third and that's just three notes yeah and they like nah double that again we, we need five of these five why we need five you know what i mean so it was like that it was like that kind of experience for me you know um but i became a beast at it man. it's just recording like people like i don't know if that's through that session so fast one I, at this point now i don't really like recording you know what i mean i did, I did really like it then mm-hmm. i like the guy but i didn't really like recording it's just it was time consuming it was like this is what people really go through to get these songs done like <laughs> it was just kind of like oh, i didn't know this was a part of it you know what i'm saying so i just got really good at it so i didn't take a long time you know and that was the moment that i realized oh okay so it's not just about being on stage it's not just about shooting the videos like this is this is the the, the part that that takes the most time that you really got to pay attention to and know frontwards and backwards you know what i'm saying Exactly, because you like you said, you never know if you're if you're outside looking in, you don't know the the struggles in the studios. Because yeah, I'm, I'm an artist myself. I'm a uh, I'm a gospel rapper. So okay, I got you. Um, so when you saying you know going into the studio, learning how to do different stuff, I was the same way. And like you said, I don't like I don't like recording myself because it's time consuming. But like you said, it, um, the track's done, you know. Um, so let me ask you this. What was your longest studio session on one track? Um, man, I haven't recorded so many songs. Uh, I'd say like maybe two and a half days. 
You know what I mean? Just getting frustrated with a song and not liking how I sounded on it. We doing 10 hour sessions and it's just like, man, I, I'm gonna just have to come back to this. And then come back to it the next day and I'm still not feeling it. Like, I don't even know if I like this song anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, can we just go to another song? And it's like, now nah, we got to finish this song. You don't start a song, you don't finish. So it's like, all right, man. And then you just buckle down and you get it done, man. You know what I'm saying? But I say about, about two and a half days, but like meaning like two, two, two and a half sessions, which is, you know, that's about, yeah. that's about 24 hours altogether. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, when I tell people like my longest session was like 18 hours, maybe like, Wow, yeah. I was, but it was just the same explanation that you just gave. You know, I don't like a song no more. Why we gotta do this? Like, yeah. you know, um, change different stuff up. You know, in the middle of the session, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's hard. Yeah, it get like that sometimes. You exactly. like, I don't even know if I like this track no more. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I was looking so good. Project, like just scratch yeah. it all together. You yeah, know, just scratches. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I didn't know the importance of finishing songs because you don't always have to use the song yourself. A finished song can always be played. <laughs> and you, and you never know that song that you want to scratch could be the song that takes you platinum. You know, you never know. It just yeah. so somebody else. <laughs> so um, um bed. Bed, bed. Yeah. let's go let's go to bed because you know like i said everybody knew you by bed and suffocate but bed was that song that just kind of took you over the top you know um so i have two questions about the song the, the first question being how was that concept brought to life because you know everybody has a different process of writing songs so how was that brought to life Oh, we lost the game. I think it's a signal. Is it a signal, bro? I don't know if it's a, is it a signal. I, I'm cool on this, and I don't know why I keep doing that. I've never actually, and 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 all the time I've used Zoom, I've never, I've never had it just glitch out like that and then yeah, me either. That's I've never like, had that happen that's before. Like, yeah, I I don't know what that is. So um yeah, but um yeah, I was saying, what was your process of bed? Like the concept, coming up with the concept, and yeah. Um, well, dream was so. Shouts out to uh, Carlos McKinney, uh, who's the producer on that record, and uh, shouts out to the Dream, uh, who wrote uh, he wrote Bed and Suffocate. Um, Suffocate is a whole nother story, but um yeah, so he he wrote the record. And so I don't, you would have to ask him how he came up with the concept. I have absolutely no idea, but I, I just knew that. So this, all right, so here goes the story. So I'm at home. Was I at home? I think I might've been out. I might've been out like at the bar or something. I don't know. But um, my manager was like, all right, Ronnie Johnson gonna be down here uh, this weekend. And so Ronnie Johnson was um, basically like, uh, he was head of the R&B department at, um, at Capitol. You know, okay. um, he's he's so now he's passed away, but rest in peace, Ronnie Johnson. But um, Ronnie Johnson came to Atlanta and um, we already had the album. I think I think Be With Me was out and we're still like putting the rest of the album together. So he came down. He said, I'm coming to Atlanta. Um, everybody, everybody loves this guy. You know what I'm saying? But we need a single. He said, I'm coming to Atlanta and I'm not leaving without one. So um, they called Dream down because I think Dream was coming off of Umbrella. So they was like, we know Dream got a record. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So they called Dream to the studio. I was like, just play, play, us your, play, play us the one. He said, play us the one. He was like, well, I just, I just sent this to Chris, but I mean, I don't even know if he heard it yet. So um, I'll play it for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And um they, he played the song for uh, for Ronnie, my manager, and um, at the time, the person I was signed to, um, Anthony T.H.A., my manager at the time was Corey Green. Um, he played it for them, and Ronnie Johnson immediately struck the check. He said, oh, that, this is the one. This is the one. And my manager called me and said, yo, you got to come to the studio now. 
I'm like, for what, man? Like, I, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I probably was absolutely out drinking. I'm like, man, <laughs> studio. We just had a conversation about how I feel about the studio. Yeah, like, studio. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to these girls right now. Exactly. You know, whatever it was, and um, he said, I don't care what you're doing. Get to the studio now. So I got to the studio. They said, record this song. I'm like, yeah, y'all ain't even gonna let me listen to it first. He's like, just record the song. So I listened to it. I was like, okay, d- cool, dope. Dope record, dope record. And so, um, so Dream, he referenced it in falsetto. So like when the song comes on, if you see I'm doing the falsetto part, that's yeah. just me mimicking him, right? Gotcha. And so um, I'm trying to record. Now I got that part out the way. Uh, and so we just start, we start recording the song. And I'm trying to do the joint of falsetto. And I'm just like, it like this one of them songs. It, it didn't take me long to do it, but it's one of them songs. I was just like, yo, this is, I don't know what they like about this song, but this, it, it was almost to the point where I was like, man, this, this thing whack, bro. Like, I don't want to do this record, bro. <laughs> so it was it, one of those songs that we so, talked about. <laughs> yeah. So the engineer was like, what you don't like about it? I said, I don't like how I sound in falsetto on this record. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't want to sing this whole record in falsetto. He was like, well, how would you sing it? I said, I would sing it out. I would sing it full out. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, okay, so do it like that. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, they love the record so much. I'm like, I'm trying to do it how Dream did it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the um, the engineer, Scott, he was like, man, just do it how you would do it. You know what I'm saying? I said, all right, started from the verse. The rest is history. You know what I'm saying? Like, And then from that point, it took me like maybe, I'd say maybe like two and a half hours to finish the record. It was yeah. something, something. I finished the record that night. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. And then, uh, so that's why I did it. Good chain into it. Like, at first it was falsetto. I was just like, I ain't feeling that. Then as soon as I start hitting it full, I was like, yep, told y'all, told you, told y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's that record. And that's that's how that one got finished and, and recorded, man. So after the recording process done, pre, uh, post-production with the track, and mm-hmm. you hear it for the first time, where were you and how did you feel knowing, okay, all the hard work that you did get this track done pay, is paying off? Um, Man, where was I when I first heard it? Because uh, at that time, we already had Be With Me out. So I had already heard Be With Me on the radio. And I actually heard that at home in D.C. I was at home to do something. And... um. I don't know. I think that I think the I think the amazing part of hearing yourself on the radio for the first time, I had already passed that. So I honestly couldn't even tell you where I was the first time I heard that. I probably was at the radio station doing an interview or something. I feel like it was um V103. Um I feel like, you know, we did the interview and then like we left. You know, sometimes they pre-record the interviews and then um, you leave and you get in the car and now they're playing the interview back. I feel like that was the first time I actually heard Ben on the radio. I want to say I was in Atlanta um, coming coming from, uh, come, basically coming from like, yo, okay, we know you got to be with me, but we heard you got this new song called Bed, blah, blah, blah. It's like that kind of interview. You know what I mean? So uh, I, think may, I think maybe when the first time I heard it was the first time it actually got played on the radio, I think, as now that I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, it was that kind of interview, like dropping my song off at the gotcha. radio station type, gotcha. type, type thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it felt, it felt good, but like I said, the, the excitement of hearing myself on the radio for the first time, I had already, I had already, uh, kind of felt that with, uh, with my first song, Be With Me. So it wasn't that kind of excitement. It was just more like, oh yeah, we on a, now, 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 now we about to, the wheels are running now. Like, yeah. Let's get this money. <laughs> I think gotcha. I was more like, yeah, let's get, let's get this money. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, um, with, like I said, with Bed and Suffocate, let's move on to how the, the industry life was at, at a young age. You're, you're young. I'm, I'm, you know, you're young, but, right. you know, as young adults, you know, even the late teenagers in the industry you know it's a uh it's overwhelming at times to where you know it, for sure 
it gets stressful. The mental game is strong because you don't know what's going to happen. So how was it, you know, at that age when you first started? Man, um, it was, I mean, it was a lot, but you know, like, so just to jump back real quick, like two months out of high school, I went to work in the workforce, nine to five every day. You know what I'm saying? Well, five days a week, you know what I'm saying? So the working thing was nothing. Like I'm up at six, I'm at work by nine. I'm working till five and then I'm going to my part-time job from 6.30 to 11. So working was nothing. Being out and moving around and doing that, that was nothing for me. It was, you know, like the, the dealing with the label stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like label life is just us oh, headache, bro, because it's it's like a big kitchen and it's so everybody know how to cook. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. like, but you don't know how to cook. We just told you to go get the go get the groceries. This person know how to cook. You know what I'm saying? This person fixed the stove when the stove breaks. Y'all all don't know how to cook. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Y'all just y'all like it's it's dealing with that, you know. Um that was stressful. And then on top of that, you know, like we using the industry age. So I really was a little older than what they was telling everybody I was. So they didn't understand how I used to come at them. Like I this 21 year old talking to me crazy. And I'm like, I'm not 21 stupid. You know what I mean? In my <laughs> mind, I'm like, <laughs> that's why, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm a little older than what y'all think I am. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you got to play, you have to play that game, man. And we had, we had to play that game with them. And, um, I mean, you know, it it worked out. It's that's just the frustrating part. It was it was the label. It wasn't the interviews. It wasn't the flying here, flying there, doing this promotions. Um, it, it wasn't none of that. It was just the label stuff, man. Like it was just a headache, man. At times, you know, just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna let these people keep thinking I'm 21 and just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, you know, sometimes you gotta know. And then there were things that they knew how to do that I didn't know how to do. So. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta sit and learn. Shut up sometimes. You know, so I had to learn. I had to learn that. You know what I mean? Um, I had to learn when to just open my ears and shut my mouth. You know what I mean? So that was kind of hard, but you know, I got through it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So um, with that, with that, you know, a lot of people don't realize there is a such a thing called industry age. You know because <laughs> absolutely <laughs> because you know i don't think i really realized it until you know um the tlc movie came out you know i'm thinking mm -hmm. these are some young teenage girls these are grown yeah. 21 year old girls you know yeah they portrayed them as teenagers you know so sure. you know people like i said people don't realize there yeah there is a such thing of industry age so, yeah. But you know what? That was that was the time then. Like now, nobody cares. You know what I'm saying? Because music is all over the place. So nobody cares now. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody, for the most part, is using their real age. You know, I'm pretty sure there's still somebody out there, out there industry agent. But, you know, like for the most part, everybody's using their real age. You know what I'm saying? And it's because who cares about that now? You know what I mean? Like. I, I understood why people used it. You know what I'm saying? People have been using it for a long time. I've been, there's been plenty of times before I got in the industry. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I could count. I could do math. Yeah. I, okay. This person came out then. They <laughs> said they was this age. And they they just turned 40? I, I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> How is that possible? Because I, I know I counted these years they've been in the game. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 40? Okay. So, okay. You know what I mean? So, it happens, you know what I mean? I mean, now, of course, I have, I'm have i using my real age, but, you know, who cares now? You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that industry age, man, was real. I was just like, y'all really want me to lie? Like, what you mean? What's the difference between 21 and 24? Like, seriously? Like, what's what's the difference? I'm still before 25. Like, yeah, you know, but. Still, you know, reaching that demographic that they wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? So yes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I did it. Got got through that. <laughs> the game is something that you just gotta get through, bro. Um, it's not all lights, camera, and action like everybody think it is, man. It's a lot of, like you said, behind behind the music type of stuff that people don't really know about. Okay. All right. So, 
let's go a little deeper. When you first started with your music career, um, mm-hmm. how was your relationship status to where was you in a relationship to where that person already knew what you want, what you're doing, or was it the part where she didn't understand what you were doing? So it was kind of rocky at first. Um, well, my daughter, she's about to be, my daughter's about to be 17, 17. Yeah. She's about to be 17. Um, so I got signed six months after she was conceived. So I'm, I'm like, yo, it has to happen now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so me and her mom, we were, we were good. You know what I'm saying? Like she moved, um, she moved from LA to Atlanta, you know, we was going to do that whole thing. And then I got signed to Capitol Records. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in LA all the time. And now she's just in Atlanta. Like I could have stayed in LA. (laughs) So that, that became a thing because I was never in Atlanta no more. I'm on the road or I'm in, I'm in LA doing some label stuff or, you know, so it was just kind of like it kind of put a damper on our relationship. You know what I'm saying? And like in that moment, she ended up having to go back to D.C. because I was she was just like, I don't I don't know nobody here. I need to be around family. You know, she's pregnant. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. like, I need to I need to be around family. You're not going to the way it's looking. You're not going to be here when I go into labor. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, so she she went back to D.C. And I mean, you know, eventually, uh, you know, we ended up breaking up or whatever. But. You know, it was, um, I'm not going to say it was because of the music, but I have been working so long for it that I kind of got scatterbrained. Like, I got you. The money coming in, we cool. It, for me, it was the money's coming in. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't even trying to, uh, I wasn't even trying to um, to nurture the relationship. Like, I'm just like, you there, we good. We got a kid on the way. Like, the money coming in. Like, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm focused on. You know what I'm saying? And um, in, the, in that process, she's like, all right, well, whatever. Like do do whatever. I mean, you know, women women gotta have that attention, that love. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I couldn't fault her for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I couldn't fault her for that. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then on top of that, I ended up moving them um, back down to Atlanta. You know, oh, wow. and it still didn't work out. So sometimes, you know, yeah. So so, but but that goes to show you sometimes if it's just not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. You know what I'm saying? We are good. Um, you know what I'm saying? We do our co-parenting thing and, and that's just is what it is. And they still in Atlanta, so you know what I mean? Like we good, you know. But yeah, it it was it was it was up and down. It was up and down for a minute, just trying just trying to make it work, you know what I mean? But it it, it had nothing to do with like like she didn't understand. It was just I wasn't focused on her. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of, I, I talked to a lot of artists and they're like, yeah, sometimes it was hard at the beginning because they really didn't understand the, the life that I was living. Like, especially if this is my full time, you know, yeah. you know, like you said, they want that attention. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, they, got, they want that if y'all serious about something, they want that financial stability. And they're like, yeah. if you're taking a risk by doing this and it doesn't work what you have to fall back on you know yeah nah man i, ch- I cheated on her with music simple and plain you know what i mean <laughs> like music, was music became mistress. my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> you understand what i'm saying so yeah I, you know it, and that happens for a lot of people man because it's just like look we we got time to work on that but this is my one shot is that this is my one shot <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying not to saying that that shot isn't important but not many people get this shot you know what i'm saying so that's that's the mindset that i had and you know like even with my past my well my recent relationship you know i was going through the phases of you know starting to really take my dj game off you know off the ground starting this radio station and everything like that and i remember the first time i heard her say dj is not a real job this is not going to support us. I said, mm. wow. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to prove to her like, Hey, this, this is a real job. Like this ain't just no 
we go out here push buttons and you know let stuff behind right. the scenes just as with with artists you know let stuff behind the scenes you know um so absolutely so she really didn't understand that did we break up yes we did but so <laughs> I mean hey, <laughs> you gotta have somebody that supports your dream though man you know what I mean so exactly exactly so now like you know like you're established and everything like that how is the relationship wise now um still still crazy you know what I mean like and what's crazy is I think it's easier for rappers than it is for R&B <laughs> and rappers be like <laughs> they be crazy. Rappers can do whatever they want to, man. Is and that- the girls be like, but I still love him. <laughs> but for R&B, it's like, because I mean, you know, we sing, we sing it to the ladies, you know what I'm saying? So it's still kind of, it's, it's, it's probably harder to maintain a relationship now. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like it's always that, you know, you traveling around the world basically not just like around the country but like around the world and, you know it's like it's like not being able to have eyes for somebody you know what I mean it's just like I mean I get it you know what I'm saying like there's insecurities and and I would say most women you know what I'm saying just not because they don't believe in themselves or they don't think they're pretty enough but it's like when you get in a relationship you know it, it happens mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. um you know, and I just think that, you know, with it being R&B, and, you know, I mean, I have a past, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, so, I mean, I can't say it's they fault for feeling how they feel, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I'm a pretty <laughs> transparent person. And I'm going to tell you, this is what it is and this is what it's been. And so that, and then they like, uh-huh, because I know how you are because you told me how you was and this and that. And it's just like, <laughs> so, so a man, so a man can't change, huh? Like, I'm just going to see. I knew I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> you know? And if you don't tell them, they're like, well, so, no one is in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Why you, yeah. Why you ain't telling me that? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God, you can't win. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's still a little hard to maintain, but, um, you know, uh, I'm still working at it, man. I'm still working at it. Okay. 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 Now, if you couldn't do music, if you couldn't do mm-hmm. anything in the industry, what would you be doing today? Music. <laughs> <laughs> Music. There ain't no okay. such thing. I don't even know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> um, if I couldn't do anything in the industry, well, I mean, I write scripts and stuff too. Um, I love, I'm a movie buff, man. So um, eventually I'm gonna end up selling a few scripts and, and eventually I want to direct my own movies. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would probably be doing something in that, man, you know, uh, entertainment, man, is, 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 is an amazing art form, man. You know what I'm saying? That's for, uh, rappers, um, singers, musicians, comedians, actors, um, even athletes, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's still entertainment. You know what I mean? Um, I would definitely be still in some shape, form or fashion of entertainment, you know, uh, where i'm not really sure you know what i'm saying um it would have to be something i have a passion for like i said movies i'm really big on film and tv you know what i mean just knowing how it works and the intricate little ways that it comes together um yeah man i i would definitely still be in entertainment somewhere or helping other artists or something i don't know you know what i mean uh at one point when i was a kid i wanted to be a pilot but I'm cool. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I'd rather have, I fly my own plane and have my own plane, but I, you know, I think that was just a kid's dream to just be a pilot, but uh, yeah, man. I don't know. At one point, I wanted to be an FBI agent. I don't, who knows, man? I, I, I might have been anywhere, man. I can't really, I can't really tell you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, though, because I just I don't see I don't see me not being able to do music. So I don't know. Gotcha. So with that, like growing up, who was your musical influences growing up? Uh, man, mainly um, I was in a group for a while, so a lot of groups, all well, really all the groups, um, you know, you name a group, they we probably studied them. Um you know, but I loved like, you know, Jodeci, um, oh man, Drew Hill, 
uh, and then you know, like D'Angelo, uh, Outkast, Goody Mob, um, the Fugees. Uh, Tupac was one of like my favorites. Marvin Gaye was my favorite. Um, Donnie Hathaway. Uh, I mean, I kind of listen to everything. Like Erica Badu. Uh, I don't know. I think I was kind of like a, one of those conscious fans for a gotcha. long time. Okay. Like it was a lot of good. It was a lot of goodie mob and outcasts and, and Erica Badu and like the Fugees. Like I listened to a lot of like good stuff talking about stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Nas. I listened to a lot of Nas, which I didn't even realize how much Nas I listened to until. I get asked, so who's your top five? And I'm just like, it's never the top five people think it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's probably kind of close to it, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, and that's why I listen to a lot of Tupac. You know what I'm saying? He's a conscious rapper. You know what I mean? I mean, he had this other stuff, but yeah. he was a conscious rapper. So I just, I liked, I liked that kind of music. You know what I mean? Um, and then, of course, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So I listen to a lot of that that type of that type of music. Man. And you can hear a lot of that in the album, too. So, so. You you just spoke on your five top rap well <clears throat> artists. So and you say it's not the normal people that you think of. So who is your top five? Um, well, we just talking artists around uh, yeah. overall or we talking rap, we talking R and B. Okay. Um man. Uh my top number one probably be Tupac. You know okay. what I'm saying? I listen to a lot of Tupac. Um, second party Marvin Gaye. Um, third would probably be Erica Badu. Like I got an unk tattooed on me because of Erica Badu. You know what I'm saying? That's something I probably that's probably the first time I ever told anybody that. But yeah, like it was just <laughs> like, right here first. Just the way she explained it and the way she explained it and broke it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love me some Erica Badu. Um, and then I would have to say. I would have to say Dre, Andre 3000. Okay. And I mean, before all of that, before I named all of those, before all those people are named, I listened to a lot of Michael Jackson too. You know what I'm saying? It's not because he's Michael Jackson, but for Michael Jackson to be my, my number five, I know people was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't leave him out though, because he influenced me. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you ain't say who most people you like. You say who was your top influencers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And those were the those were the voices that influenced me, man. Okay, okay. So your first big feature, well, your collaboration, who was it with and how was that experience working with them? Um man. My actual first collaboration was with Buster Rhymes, actually. Um, he ended up releasing the song a while back, maybe uh, maybe about four years ago. This is a song called Hits for Days. Um, so that was like one of my first collaborations. This was before I Won't Tell. Like Buster, man, Buster's a genius, man. I mean, he's a dope, dope person. You know what I'm saying? Um, he wasn't like no, like, you know how people say uppity or, or, yeah, or, yeah. or arrogant or nothing. Like, he wasn't running that, you know what I'm saying? Um, real cool, real cool dude, bro. Um, and, yeah, man, we had fun in the studio, man. He make you want to work, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was fun, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was it was, it was dope. For, I mean, you got to think, like, growing up listening to Buster. You know what I'm saying? I listen to yeah. Buster, too. You know what I'm saying? Leaders in the new school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... I listen to a lot of different people, but it's just, you know, I can't put them all in my top five, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, man, just being, like, in the studio with somebody I used to listen to, you know what I'm saying? It's it was, it's, a, it's always going to be a moment, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, like, working with um, Joe, uh, Fat Joe, was, you know, super dope, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, that came about just, I don't even know how I got in the studio with Buster. I, I don't, I can't even tell you how that happened. I think somebody was like, Buster, I want you to come to the studio or something. I don't, I don't remember, but um, that was dope. And then me and um, Fat Joe was signed to, uh, we was both on um, E1. Well, he had a deal with E1, which was through, uh, that was also affiliated with Capitol Records, which, who I was signed to. So that's how we uh, we got connected. And that was dope, you know what I'm saying? Like, the joke, 
Fat Joe has to be probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, <laughs> like it's not a game. Like when you see him talking in his interviews and stuff, like he really like that. Like he really, he really a nice dude. But you know, don't make him mad though. You know what I'm saying? But he really a nice dude, man. Like real talk. <laughs> he really is. You know what I'm saying? He made me feel welcome, man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I've done it. A lot of my collaborations were through distance, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't necessarily always in the studio at the same time, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I've done a few collaborations with different people, but for the most part, man, it's always been great. Uh, just great uh, situations, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, something I could live with forever, you know what I'm saying? I have the songs. Y'all might never hear them, but I have <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's something, I, it's something I could live with. Show my, show my grandkids and my kids and all that stuff. Nice, nice, nice. So, with the people that's out now, the, the with the new generation of uh, artists, like who would you want to work with? Um, I want to do a song with Jasmine Solomon. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, I love to do it. I love to do a song with Jasmine. Yeah, Jasmine. I I put her at my top. Five. She's my number one of all time for me. Oh yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me like music out now, she would have been in that. But you was just saying overall. But yeah. nah, Jasmine is is a beast. Jasmine, Jasmine is is true art. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Jasmine, yeah, I rock with Jasmine. Um, I'd love to do a song with her. Um, but like my dream collaboration is with Wyclef, man. I want to do some stuff with Wyclef, bro. Yeah, yeah. I told you I listened to a lot of the yeah, Fugees. Man. Fugees. Yeah. <laughs> like when when they left, I got everybody's individual albums, bro. Like <laughs> I was a Fuji nut, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, for real, man. Like, you know, I supported Lauren, I supported Y Clef's joint. Like, you know, like, you know, Y Clef's is, is a genius, man. He's a musical genius. And if you haven't followed his music past the Fugees, then you wouldn't know that. But you know what I'm saying? Y Clef is it's crazy. It's a pretty uh, genius, uh, a, a genius guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, who else would I do a collab with? Um, I'd do a collab with Cole, J. Cole. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. Um, I think he dope. You know what I'm saying? Give him a nice little heartfelt soul hook. Let him do his thing on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, I always want to work with people that want to work with me. Like, I don't mind working with pretty yeah. much anybody, but um, those are my dream collaborations that I would do. Yeah, oh. I mean, of course, Marvin Gaye, but you know, we yeah. we yeah. obviously know that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? That's that's impossible because I don't believe in using like samples. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, okay. it's cool if you can grab a verse from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I did uh I did a, a rendition of "I Want You" that was my own, where you know, like they kind of sampled that. Uh, 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 uh. And then it was like the rest of it was like, you know, me or whatever. Yeah. So I don't even think people even knew that was Marvin Gaye. But um, yeah, you know, I don't really too much like to get on sampling voices. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just feel like it's kind of a cheat code. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, I, I hear you say you did editions of just different songs. So if you're at a, if you just had a karaoke bar, can do mm-hmm. your songs. What will be your go-to karaoke song? Hmm. Good question. Because I usually sing my songs at karaoke, which is kind of, <laughs> which is kind of petty. <laughs> I think that's, that's a little petty thing to do. But, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, so basically, um, that's, you that's, that's, for, for karaoke bar. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's very vain. I know. I'm sorry, bro. Oh man. Um, <laughs> uh, I would probably do. Either end of the road or um bending knee. It had to be a boys to men record. It just okay. have to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you 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 can always grab a karaoke board with some boys to men. Yeah, boys to men, I, that's my all time group. Cause they're oh. both yeah. 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 I mean, see, I love Jodeci just for the bad boy aspect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I never wanted to 
be like Boys to Men. Like I was like, eh. like I, they yeah. sound amazing, but like I I never wanted to. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to dress like them. They want to be. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like wanted to sound like them, but look like Jodeci. <laughs> <laughs> but Jodeci had pipes too, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, boy, boys and men, they get overlooked all the time, man. I'm just like, man, y'all have no idea how how amazing boys and men was as a group. <clears throat> you know, especially like growing up in a household of this musical. Oh, you know what? Brandy, I got it. So that's top six, bro. I can't. I, I, cause I, I just thought about thinking about when Wanye and Brandy did the record together, and I'm just like, broken heart. You, you can't leave Brandy out, man. That's another force to be reckoned with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Brandy's, Brandy's dope. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. growing up, you know, like I said, music, like music, was heavy in my house because my dad was a part of a band and he was a DJ. You know, uh, man, I was just always in that music scene somehow. I was either, you know, writing or I was producing or I was uh, singing um, or I was rapping. I was doing something. So, you know, when I got to high school, you know, um, and I took audio engineering and getting to connect with different students that had the same passion and love for music like I did, you know, it, it was great because one of my best friends now to this day brandy we talk about brandy all the time like brandy oh that's funny <laughs> brandy voice to men and drew hill those are three topics that we really just oh wow about, you know <laughs> that's, that's dope yeah like we listen to like all the different ranges of each of their voices yeah and, yeah so yeah it was yeah mm-hmm. so um okay okay so if you're not doing your song that karaoke you're doing a voice to men song nice guys yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely okay okay man let's talk about before we get out of here let's talk about the new music you have out for those who haven't heard the sure. music let, let us know what the new music and you know um how because it's been how many years since the last project man uh 2000 14 uh, was Guilty Conscious, which was the album that a lot of people didn't get a chance to check out because it was just a bad business decision on my part. And sometimes you just get with some janky people in the industry. You know what I'm saying? I won't throw nobody name under the bus, but um, yeah, it was 2014 Guilty Conscious. Yeah. So coming back into this now, uh, eight years later, how was the, you know, experience now compared to then? Well, this is the thing. Like, I've put out mixtapes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I I never really stopped working. You know what I mean? I always got a song or something coming out or something. But um, as far as, like, albums, that's something that I would consider an album. Uh, Yeah, it's been since 2014. So now coming back in, it's like you got the streaming thing, which I absolutely, like I said, it works for overseas and stuff like that. But I ain't really, I don't know, man. You know, I, I feel like it's a cheat code for everybody. And it's like, you know, like you get a video game and everybody want all the weapons when yeah. you first get it. I feel like that's the cheap, that's 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 streaming. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's a star. Everybody got all the guns. Everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like how do I get the cheat code? You know, so that's that's what streaming is for me. Um, you know, it's it's like twice the twice the reward, but half the work now. You know what I'm saying? Um, like they, I don't know. It's it's just like I wish. Everything could recess so these new artists could really see what the what that what that was. You know what I'm saying? Not not to have them have to deal with it forever, but just like remember when Instagram went down for a day, mm-hmm. everybody lost their mind. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I just need streaming to go down for like a week so they could see how. <laughs> like yeah. now 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 just use Instagram to figure this out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it was hard. It was hard work. You know, with me being independent now. It's even more hard work. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of good people around me that know the business better, if not just as good as me. You know what I'm saying? Um, like my manager, he was my a and capital. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good in that aspect. Um, you know, like you got to show evolution and growth in your music. You know what I'm saying? Which I feel like I do every album I do. 
Um, but this album, so it was a pandemic album, man. And um, we dropped 25 to Life, which is um, one of the songs on the album um, in 2018. Cause we were gonna drop the album in 2019. Well, no, yeah. Well, we were gonna drop the album towards the end of 2019. Okay. And um, and so 25 to Life is just basically a record. Well, the, the name of the album is called Time. So 25 to Life, which obviously is doing time, um, yeah. is just is a reference to me rededicating myself to the game. You know what I'm saying? I often tell people, man, this this music industry is like prison, bro. But that was that was like the label me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. To tell you how to eat, when to eat, what to wear. That you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. 25 to life is like, all right, you know, I'm ready to do this time, but I'm doing it on my terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm a I'm a love, I'm a love the game. I love the game again. Like I I have a new passion for it. I love it again. And I'm ready to do that time. So we did that. And then, um, so I recorded 25 to Life and the song time at the same time. And um, as soon as I heard time, I said, that's what I'm calling the album. Not even knowing that the pandemic is coming. I don't even know that the pandemic is coming. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I, that's why I say everything comes in, in a certain kind of kind of way that sometimes some some things you just can't control and you just got to, you got to flow with where, where it's telling you to go. So we're doing this song called 25 to Life. We got time. So I'm like, the album's called Time. I don't care what y'all tell me. I'm calling the album Time. Don't come don't come back to me about what we're calling the album. <laughs> the name of the album is Time. <laughs> so um, then we get word of this pandemic. Then the pandemic hit. And it was like, now nah, we ain't got nothing but time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, maybe this idea is a lot bigger than what we thought it was because now time is so important to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it was a point in time where it's like even people that was making millions of dollars a day was just like, I can't go to the office. Like, I got to work from home. I can't do meetings. I got to do Zoom. I got to, you know what I'm saying? So people starting to realize how important time is. And time is, it's only 24 hours in a day, man. Mm-hmm. And um, who broke it down where he said, uh, who broke it down? I, Floyd Mayweather, I think, broke broke it down one, one day. And he was saying something like, uh, you're supposed to sleep for eight hours. That's eight hours. He said that you're supposed to eat three meals a day. That's already 11 hours and then he was like and then you go to work most people go to work for eight hours <laughs> he was like you already at at 19 hours yeah sleeping eating and working you had 19 hours yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying and then he was like but you gotta better yourself see he's like so what i look like wasting the last five hours i have doing absolutely nothing you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just like um, you you have to just pay attention to time, man. So that's what we did with the album, and we brought in relationships. You know, Twenty Five to Life is like career, um, and of course, you know, we got the songs for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Zero yeah. to sixty. Uh, you know, because you know everybody want to know how fast your car go. You know yeah. what I'm saying from zero to sixty. You know how how fast it do that. So I mean, we just we just play with the with the aspect of time, man, and um, just trying to get people to think. You know, I don't think enough R and B music makes people think anymore. That's why Jasmine's a genius. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she she made people think. Like, man, she going hard, but did you hear what she said? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of music don't really do that no more. It's just like, oh, that was cool. And then you on to the next artist. You're not even listening to the whole album. You just playlisting. You know what I'm saying? Which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Some people just like playlisting all day. But you know, people that love music, they want to hear the whole album. They play one song, they got to hear three or four of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like exactly. that's what we tried to do with this album, with this album time, man. And um, you know, it's just uh it's just one of those albums I'm proud of, man. It's it's poetry put to music, man. And um, I think people, everybody that hears it enjoys it. You know what I mean? Um, like we got a song in there called 1440. Like you're gonna learn something on this album. 1440 is how many minutes are in a day. You know what I'm saying? It's 1440 minutes in a day. So we're we're literally attacking time with relationships, career, music, poetry, love, a little bit of sex in there. You know what I'm saying? Like 
we really we really put our our minds to this one and the pandemic helped us do that you know so you know it's is 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 as bad as the pandemic still is you know what i'm saying but um it helped us creatively to maybe possibly help people come out of it or have something to listen to while we still trying to get out of it you know what i'm saying nice nice and you know uh, i've always you know asked the question how has your career been since the pandemic but you basically answered that with that whole question right there and you know it's yeah 2020 was bad but music kept it great yeah yeah you know that that's the thing like you never know because some artists you know thrived during the pandemic some artists just kind of fell off you know it was the same for us djs you know a lot of us djs kind of thrived in this pandemic because virtual yeah listening parties and all that yeah yeah. so you know it was it was it was good for us you know um me joining fleet djs i joined during the pandemic because they saw videos doing live videos so you know so like i say it helps it it was a blessing in disguise for some and it was just Mm -hmm. yeah damage for others so you know it gets yeah how you take this pandemic and run with it so i you know i commend for like you said staying to it you know continue working because like i said you know you never know what could have happened during this pandemic and still could happen because like you said it's still going on and you know you never know oh, yeah. it's still here yeah 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 i so, think we got a little bit of a hold on it but it's you know people still need to stay safe man and, and, exactly. and keep a watchful eye you know what i mean exactly you know you never know when it's gonna sneak up and get you because me personally absolutely you know i went through 2020 and went 2021 i was good started 2022 right hit me i was like oh god oh man so you know it was this you know it, it was hard because i'm like man like i went this long without it and you know thinking okay it's not gonna get me but those people need to know hey it, it's getting everybody and it's not nobody's yeah. really safe because like i said you know i thought i was safe you know wearing the mask up and everything else and yeah it just hit boom so yeah yeah, it, it, it's a it's a beast out there. But like you said, we kind of got a hold of it to where you know, hopefully we'll come out of it soon, totally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, right. Um, now I know you you kind of picked on how you're saying the industry is like a prison, to where you had to wear certain stuff, do certain stuff. That almost goes back to like what we were talking about earlier with the industry age. I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interview that I heard from Jamie Foxx where he was like Blame It was one of the songs like you said he didn't want to do because it was auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I don't want to do auto-tuned because I have a good voice. I don't want to use it blah, blah, blah. But not knowing that song was going to blow up like he did. And he's right. like, now he doesn't, you know, it's no regrets for using auto-tune because it made that song become bigger than what he thought it would be so sure you know like you said this industry is a prison but you just got to know how to work the system to to your yeah you got to maneuver man yeah Yeah. it's like absolutely like a big chessboard you know Mm -hmm. so you take one step forward with i'm taking two steps forward past you you know so yeah but oh man like i said it's been real good talking to you you know like i said Growing up in high school, listening to songs, you know, you know, my business partner, we we had a conversation the other day. He's like, did you ever think you'll be interviewing him? No, because I didn't think I'll be interviewing nobody. (laughs) You never know. You never know what what path you're going to take, man. Like I said, if it wasn't for Miss Anderson, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Miss Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so like, um, but before we close this conversation up, do you have any last closing remarks and let the people know what? Oh, man, man, first of all, DJ Cyclops, man, appreciate you, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? This was a a dope interview. Like, I like 
you know what I'm saying? Interviewing is cool. Sometimes it gets tiring, but it's always good when you have a good interview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you enjoy the, t- the the topic of conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, so thank you. Um, and just, you know, man, go, go stream the album, man. Something on there going to help you out. You know what I mean? It's good music. You know what I mean? Um, the, the album's called Time. Um, you can follow me uh, at King J Holiday. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jay Holiday. Um, We're we working on this NFT, so you're going to be able to be a part of that soon. Just jump on my Instagram and you, uh, we'll direct you to that once we get everything in order. Um, yeah, man, stream the album, man, and just uh, keep rocking with Jay Holiday. Any tour dates coming up? Uh, yeah, we actually working on a, um, a tour called uh, For the Love of R&B. Um, we are putting the dates together now, you know, we didn't want to, you know, a lot of places are still kind of like weird about uh, performances and stuff, but, um, you know, so we, we're definitely putting those dates together. We always got spot dates that we all, that we always post on, on my Instagram. So just, you know, like I said, if you get on the Instagram, you'll always be able to know what's going on with. Have you been to San Antonio? I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't think. Have I? Yeah, I performed this in the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get you back down here, do a concert because that's where I'm at. I'm in San Antonio. So yeah. Uh, let's let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Yes. And then I don't know. If you are. You probably got the invitation already, but I'm gonna put it out there again for Jacksonville, July 14th to 18th. Uh, you know, please doing their music conference, our 11th annual music conference, July 14th to 18th. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely. We, I think right now my manager's trying to go ahead. You know, we always got to make a little bit of money. So we probably going to try to get a show down there okay. and then attend the conference as well. You know what I'm saying? And then that oh. way, you know what I'm saying? We're killing two birds with one stone. And then, of course, I know all the fleet DJs going to come out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all going to be thick at the show already. Yeah, done, so. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, well, like, sure. I said, I, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time out to sit down with us for this conversation. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is DJ Cyclops with After the Music Stops with special guest Jay Holiday. Y'all can hear it right here exclusively on Hicks Cartel Radio. Until next time, peace. All right, my bro, I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. And uh, I, like I told um, your manager, I don't even know your manager's name. Darius. Uh, okay. <laughs> the way it's spelled, people think it's Darius, but it's it's Darius though. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, what's gonna happen is uh, your show will air on the sixteenth of March. Okay. And then well, uh, that'll give us plenty of time to promote it, and I'll send you the flyer, um, so you can absolutely on your social media as well. So, yeah. This was actually a dope, dope interview because, like I said, there's a lot of stuff I said in this interview that I haven't said before. So, hey, um, hey. you know, it'll be good for the people to be able to see that. You know what I mean? Okay, cool, cool, cool. And like I said, I'm gonna uh, see if I could get you down to Texas because we're open. We're open. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, let's do it. Yes, sir. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely put that, uh, put that bug in, uh, in my manager's ear. Um, for about Jacksonville and San Antonio, so okay. we'll figure something out. Yes, sir. All right, my brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate right. you, man. Yes, sir. You too.